Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mustang Sports Feed. I'm Dr. Bob Dixon and I'm here with my co-host, Mason Nesbitt, who is also our Sports Information Director here at the Masters University. How you doing, Mason? Two podcasts in two weeks, Bob. I feel like this could be the beginning of a beautiful streak were we not running up against Christmas break. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll take it where we can get it, right? Absolutely. So today we have a, we have a fun uh, lineup for you. Uh, we're going to uh, be, well, I don't want to give it all the way too soon. Well, let's put it this way. Today we're going to be looking at the new sports, the sports that are brand new to campus, ones that uh, have never been here, uh, namely uh, men's volleyball and women's beach volleyball. But before, though, we get to that, we, we're going to talk about something a little more pressing. Go ahead. So we want to give you just a little bit of a basketball update in case you're not checking the, the website every week. So women's basketball, ranked number three in the country. They're at 13-0. Since the last time we talked to you, they've won three games, all by staggering margins. Stephanie Suarez in one of those games went for 21 points, 20 rebounds, 12 blocks, and five assists. So she was, as you might imagine, the Golden State Athletic Conference Player of the Week for the second time in a row. You're joking. I'm serious. (laughs) So they won those three games. Hannah Ostrom had 19 points the other day. So the Mustangs are clicking, whether it's Ostrom or Sabrina Thompson. They're they're playing well. They're 13-0. They've got some big games coming up next next semester. Excuse me. January 11th, they're at number 22 Menlo. January 18th, at number 4 Westmont. And January 23rd, at home. So circle that on your calendar. Put it in red. January 23rd, at home, versus number 5 Vanguard at TMU. That's a gauntlet. should be fun. Now, on the men's side, they're ranked number two in the country. They're at 11-0. They've won two games since we last talked. Playing well, those, those last two games, La Sierra, San Diego Christian, both of those were close. Another big performance from Brock Gardner, 40 points. Uh, he, too, was GSAC Player of the Week for the second week in a row. Wow, okay. So the Mustangs are playing well, and then obviously they've got some big matchups, whether it's that January 4th home date against number 15, Hope International, or number 11, Westmont, also on January 18th, that's at Westmont. So some big games for the Mustang men as well. Well, it sounds uh, like an exciting time uh, to be a basketball fan here on campus. I think I alluded to the same last week. Uh, And so pretty good way to go into the Christmas break for for both teams undefeated. Uh, That's a nice way to enjoy Christmas morning, right? Well, and the men are on a 45-game home winning streak, so there are students at the Masters University who have never seen the men's team lose a home game. Good times, good times. Well, all right. We'll talk more about the men's basketball team, the women's basketball team, on the other side of the break, uh, the holiday break, uh, that is. Uh, but let's, let's uh, deliver on what we promised. Let's talk about these new sports. Let's, uh, we'll start with uh, men's volleyball uh, what do we need to know heading into the spring season about men's volleyball? So men's volleyball, obviously, first season, they're going to be under head coach Alan Vince, so that he's also the coach of the women's team. He's, also, he's going to be coaching the men's team. Obviously, Alan, like uh, our guest that we're going to have on at the end of the show, has a, has a pretty impressive resume when it comes to volleyball. Played at UCLA, played briefly professionally. Alan's got 11 guys. They've got some talent. You know, whether you're talking about Wyatt Bates, at outside hitter, they've got Brett Norcus, who's a 6'10 middle. So at the very least, he can put his hands up. He's going to stop some people. Yeah. And, or Brandon Botdorf. So they've got a good group. Alan's been really encouraged by uh, practice and just the 
chemistry that, that the guys have shown so far. They're going to be in the Golden State Athletic Conference. Okay. In the conference for men's volleyball, and this is kind of the important part of that, you might say, oh, well, duh, they're in the GSAC. All of our teams are in the GSAC. GSAC for men's volleyball is a little bit different. You pull in some other teams from other conferences to fill it out so that you have enough. Well, one of those teams is Benedictine Mesa, who is the defending NAI national champion. So the Mustangs come in this first season, and it's going to be pretty stiff competition. Well, I mean, you know, might as well find out where you stand in the world <laughs> right out of the gate. But that's good because uh, you, you don't, you don't, you want to be the best. You got to play the best. So, and the Mustangs are going to play last year's best very uh, soon. Uh, I'll look forward to that. It'll be fun, I'm sure. Uh, what what about uh, uh, the women's side of things? How does that look? So for beach volleyball, our guest later, Annette Davis, she is the head coach. So obviously she's our indoor women's coach. She's going to be the head coach for beach. Again, an impressive resume. She's played at the Olympics. We'll get to all that in a little bit. She's got 13 girls out for the team. Six of those are coming over from the indoor. So they played indoor with the Mustangs in the fall. They're going to also play beach. So 13 girls. She's been encouraged by what she's seen so far. They've got several girls who transferred in from junior colleges okay. and had pretty impressive beach careers already, whether that's Casey Spencer, who played at Ventura College, won a conference title with them. Del uh, Desi Elizondo won a state title at Grossmont College. And then Katie Emmerling, which is a name that people are going to recognize because she was the setter on our indoor women's volleyball team this fall. And she nearly broke the single-season assist record as a junior for the indoor team. So they've got, they've got some girls who can play and some girls who have experience on the beach. Even Katie Emmerling played beach at Fresno City College before transferring in here. doesn't surprise me to hear there are, uh, I guess, seven players playing beach volleyball that didn't play indoor volley women's volleyball for us uh, and that they're pretty decorated in their careers. We do live on the coast, so to speak. We are... We, Santa Clarita isn't exactly the coast, but we draw from coastal regions, uh, and th this is uh, some of the best beach volleyball you're going to find in the, in the country uh, for sure. So that's going to be an exciting uh, sport, I think, for, for us to see, to track, right? Absolutely. Well, should we uh, should bring the coach in and hear more about it from her? Well, you I and think I she talk. probably knows more about beach volleyball than we do, so you probably want to listen. She's to her. probably forgotten more than than we'll ever know, and and uh, and she's 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 standing right outside the door. So uh, let's let's uh, get out of the way and let her talk about her team. So as always, here on the Mustang Sports Feed, we conclude with an interview, and today we've got someone who took fifth place at the 2000 Sydney Olympics in beach volleyball someone who is a member of the UCLA Athletics Hall of Fame, a one-time Pac-10 Player of the Year, and a national champion with the Bruins, Annette Davis, our women's beach volleyball coach. Thanks for joining us, Annette. Thanks for having me. So right off the bat, and you and I have talked about this, but I love your answer to this, so don't let me down. What sets beach volleyball apart from other sports in your mind, Annette? From other sports or just from indoor or from indoor, what, however, <laughs> however you want to answer that. Okay, well, I, I'd like to answer from the indoor perspective because most people know the game of indoor volleyball. So, I mean, it's very difficult to play. Obviously, you have the elements, the sand, the sun, the rain, um, the wind, all those things make it difficult to play in and, you know, see the ball, to control the ball. Um, so from, from that, just the elements alone, it makes it tough. You have to have a lot of ball control and you have to be able to do everything 
when you play beach volleyball as opposed to indoors. You can be more specialized. You can just do one thing. Um, you play the entire time when you play um, on the beach. There's no subs in beach volleyball, and so that makes it tough. And, you know, it's just fun to be outside. Fantastic. <laughs> so obviously this is the first beach volleyball in Masters history. You've got 13 girls on the roster right now. You've been practicing all fall. What, what has that dynamic in practice been like? It's been a lot of fun. Um, the girls are super excited, especially being the first, you know, first time that we've ever had a team. Um, we had six girls who trained who are beach-only athletes, and then we have another six, actually we have seven beach-only and six um, indoor girls who are going to cross over to play beach. So, you know, for them, they joined us a little, a little later in the fall. Um, but now we have all the girls together, and um, just seeing that chemistry starting to build is a lot of fun. Um, and the indoor girls are excited, of course, to, to do something different. Um, so there's a lot of energy, lots of excitement. Now, we couldn't have you on the podcast and not ask about this. So obviously you're also our women's indoor assistant coach. You've done that for two seasons. And this summer, shortly before your second season as our indoor women's assistant, you ruptured your patella tendon playing beach volleyball, had surgery, and then two weeks later back in the gym, and I hear you in a wheelchair, wheeling around, giving pointers. Why was it so important to you to, to get back in the gym so quickly and, and be with this team? Um, first of all, I love the team. And so for me, um, you know, I was missing out. I wanted to, I want to give all that I can to the team. I love the team, love the girls, um, love working under Coach Allen. So it was important for me to get back in there to be able to help as much as I can, um, to get us off to a good start, especially after last season, you know, since we had such a good season. Um, I just missed it. I don't know if they missed me, but <laughs> I missed them. And I really wanted to be there and help, you know, even in my wheelchair. They all said they were inspired, which I, I don't I'm think sure. it's that hard to see why. Mm -hmm. So now you go to the 2000 Sydney Olympics uh, with your playing partner, Jenny Johnson-Jordan. Did I get that in the right order? Yes. <laughs> Triple J for short. Triple J for short. So yeah. you and Triple J go to Sydney. What comes to mind now when you think about taking fifth at that Olympics and, and being on that, that big of a stage? Um, it was definitely, it was a tough time for us to come in fifth. Um, it was also a humbling experience, you know, being the one of the two teams to represent the United States. That's something that, you know, we obviously we had dreamed of. We weren't sure that was going to happen. Um, we always say it was a God thing because it shouldn't have happened. Um, just the whole story and how we got there. Um... But, and also to be the fir you know, first two African Americans to be able to play for the United States, that was a big thing and hasn't happened since. Um, so there's a lot of pressure, a lot of, um, you know, joy, and um, it was, it was you know, obviously it was a fun experience. I, I wouldn't um, trade that experience for anything in the world. Um, but it was also, you know, to be honest, a little disappointing because we did come in fifth when we should have done better. Um, but I know that everyone was proud of us. Um, and it was, you know, I always say it was really about the journey instead of just the Olympics. I think everything leading up to that point meant so much more to us than just the games. Um, so I take all of those memories together and, you know, 
think about those things and then it's you know makes it more it makes it better so having been under that level of pressure yeah what do you maybe tell the athletes that you work with now at masters as far as helping them handle pressure um volley well for me volleyball is just a game so I just remind them, you know, a lot of times even our, our indoor team from this year, we didn't do as well as we probably were expected to do or we should have done. Um, but in the end, it's a game. You know, you learn things from it. You learn um, from each other. You put in the hard work. You do all you can. And it is what it is. In the end, you might win. You might lose. Um, but I think the friendships are important, the relationships that were built, um, the sweat and the tears that we put together. Those are the things that are, you're going to remember. You're not going to just remember, oh, we didn't have the, our best season, our best game. Um, this season, I think the girls, our girls learned that as well because um, they all said this was their favorite team ever, even though we didn't have a successful season. Um, they loved it. And, and so I think that's, that's what's important. Now, again, you worked with the indoor team these last two years for Masters, now being head coach of the beach team. What has that transition or change been like, or, or how have you kind of adjusted to now being you know, the person in charge? Um, it's definitely a, cha- <laughs> a change. Um, it was, you know, it's been great, obviously. I'm glad that I've had the two years to be an assistant, to kind of see and learn from Alan and the things that he does and how he runs things, and I'm still daily asking him questions. How do I do this? What do I do here? Um, But it's also um, been an interesting experience to start recruiting girls to the team, um, to come play at Masters. Um, That's been, you know, it's all this is a learning experience for me, Um, but I've always wanted to be a coach. It's just the timing wasn't right, and this happened to be perfect timing. God set that up. And so now um, getting to be in this role, um, I'm, I'm loving it so far. I'm excited um, because I've always wanted to give back and share the knowledge that I have for the sport. And then being here at Masters, of course, I now get to um, also share Christ with them as well and how, that, how he fits in and how you know, we need to glorify him and what we do. So it makes this coaching experience and being the, the head coach that more, much more um, fun and exciting for me. Yeah, I have a, a, a twofold question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the first one, obviously, the difference between beach and indoors, you got two players versus, you know, a pack of them out there. And how important is chemistry between the two ladies that are, that are pairing up for a match? And second half of that question is how do you find the right pairings that where you how do you, how do you figure out where the chemistry lies on a team? Yeah, that is a great question. That's something I'm trying to figure out now. Um, as far as chemistry goes, you definitely need you know some type of chemistry. I think you know for my beach partner and I, that was one thing that we had. We played play like 14 years professionally together, and that doesn't happen because a lot of times people don't have that chemistry. Or if you know you don't play well in one game, they get rid of you and find someone, someone else to play with. So you definitely want to find someone that you fit well with personality-wise, but also physically. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a big player, you know, a six-foot girl and a five-foot-three, a defensive and a blocker. You could have two smalls together. 
Um, it just kind of depends, but I'm definitely going to be looking for players who mesh well together as far as their personalities, um, but then also, you know, how they play on the court. So it's going to be tough to figure that out, um, but also fun. You kind of feel like a little, you know, mad professor trying to put it together. <laughs> Do you ever have a situation where you, you, you have you know, two, two young women who uh, their games are so well-suited to play together, but they maybe don't have the best chemistry to play together versus uh, the, pairing them differently. What, what, uh, how do you prioritize that? Yeah, I've, I've seen that happen. Definitely, I've seen players who, you know, like you said, physically, who could do wonderful things together, but they don't mesh. I probably wouldn't put them together because I think it would, you know, again, it's a game. I want them to have fun. I want them to enjoy themselves. I want them to have a great experience and a good season. Um, though, sometimes you do have to learn how to work with someone else who's different from you. So I'll definitely take those things into consideration and, and see, you know, is it, is it do they need growth in this area to be able to deal with a different personality or is it just not going to work and we shouldn't even try it? But you got to weigh those things for sure. Right. Not that I'm thinking our girls aren't going to get along. I, I realize it doesn't, I, I'm, not, I'm not really setting this up well. I'm sure they're all going to get along fine. Yeah, so, I mean, so far, like I said, all I, I, I see a bunch of smiles every single day, and they're laughing, and they're having a great time. So I kind of expect that to continue. Now, Annette, you've only been in here with us for five minutes or so, but if you're putting a staff team together, chemistry-wise, would Bob and I be on the same team? <laughs> From the, from the looks of it, yeah, I think you guys could fit. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, if we ever do men's uh, volleyball here? No? <laughs> Let's stick to the podcast. All right, yeah. okay. Fair enough. So thanks so much for joining us, Annette, and best of luck this season uh, out on the beach. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much.